All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. To the Big Mig, I am your host, Lance Miliacho. As always, my co-host, George Ballantine. George, how are you? I'm good, Lance. Another great intro. I have to say, I love Ronald Reagan. I loved the way he spoke. I loved how serious he was. I'm not saying there might not have been some issues. I'm saying that as far as presidents go, he was one of my favorites. I don't know that how many people feel like that, but old Ronnie used to really spell it out, didn't he? I mean, that was a compelling speech. I think it's very relevant to where we are today. Uh, as you know, the big MIG, tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And that's what we do on this show. We educate to unify. We try to do it one segment at a time. We bring truth tellers and truth slayers on here. And we always try to bring the receipts. George is constantly investigating behind the scenes and coordinating. I am doing the same uh, you know, and, and this show is made possible, obviously, by great sponsors like Sea of Mud, seaofmud.com, an incredible patriotic apparel and other things company. They've got all sorts of uh, stuff on there. I recommend you support them. He is a true American patriot. Uh, sponsoring the show. It helps us. We love donations. The most important thing for us, though, is subscribers. If you like the show tonight, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribing already on Rumble. If you're over on X, G. Ballantine, my co-host, go find him. Let's build his account. My my personal account is at Lance Miliacho on X and at uh, the, the Big Mig Show. On the other platforms, it's Lance Miliacho. George Valentine, because they give him the extra valve. They're not hating on him for having too many valves in his name on the other platforms. And the Big MIG. You can find us on Locals and YouTube. I got to tell you, uh, that in my opinion, we are at a crossroads here in the country. If we don't fight now, freedom's not going to be here. And if we don't unify against the deep state in Washington, D.C., and I mean the majority of the 535 that are running the country, I mean the federal agencies, the FBI, the ATF, the Department of Homeland Security, the DOJ, they have been weaponized against we the people. Our show tonight is about supporting an individual that I believe is a true America first patriot. George, you guys have become close. I know you believe in him. Why don't you uh, tell us more about him? Why don't you give us a little bit of his background and tell us how he got here? Well, he got here because he's one pissed-off American that's fighting for his, for our values, our morals. What's left? What's not has, has been gone in Congress, you know. So we worked last uh, his last campaign helping him out, and I don't know. I find it like the dirty money with Crenshaw, and <clears throat> I think some funny business happening over there in um. I think I forget the county. It's Texas too, though. But Jameson says otherwise. But he'll he'll explain it all. You know, he's a seventh-generation Texan. 
And I know some people say they want to see a cowboy hat. Well, he's got a cowboy hat on tonight. Yeehaw. He looks like a country western singer. He, he said does. it's not the first time he's heard that, but he no. looks like it to me. <laughs> he's a public speaker, a political outsider, and a constitutional conservative, which he also, you know, he's a small business owner as a brand designer who helps other small businesses develop a unique and recognizable uh, visual style. And we're going to get into that of other projects that he has, that he, he's actually helping the people in Texas community and small business um, owners helping them to build. He's, you know, he's built this unbelievable, I'm going to say, website and um, a bunch of people to branch out and just help each other. You know, this is what it's all about. It doesn't matter if you're a liberal. Parallel or, economy, people that support each other. And, there, and there's no bias in it. Or they'll help anybody out as long, you know, it's what's good for Texas. So that's that's an amazing thing. And I think that's so important to unify. Yeah. And I got to tell you, George, we supported him on his first run. And I got to tell you, I think if he had six, seven, eight more months, he'd have been successful. He was very short. He only had three or four months to prepare, as I remember it. Right. George, you backed him that entire time. You did a great job helping him online. He took a lot of great advice from the both of us. And, it, and I think it was successful. We're going to help him more this time. We obviously want him to win because I have to be honest with you. I do not trust Dan Crenshaw. And that's not what I'm going to ask Jamison Ellis. I'm not going to, that isn't even what I'm going to bring up to him. That's my opinion. George, your thoughts on Dan Crenshaw. Do you like him? Don't like him. What? The one-eyed vinyl? Dude, all he does is turn a blind eye on his constituents. All he does. <laughs> Every time anything for, for the people of <laughs> That Texas. should be his new campaign line, George. You just came up with a new campaign line. Yeah, I know. I like that. So <laughs> I like it. So Lance, well, I'm look, at, listen, I'm adding something to our screen right now because you you made a comment as we're we're in our uh, intro, and I, I had to do this on the fly because I was busy today. Oh, uh, uh, what are you doing? Is this? Is you, don't tell me you're going to put kitten ears on me. Do not nah, put man. kitten ears look on me. Look in the right. George. Look in the bottom corner underneath me. What do you see? Whoa! I see a spinning 3D Jameson Ellison Ellis promotion truck. Yeah, there you go. You, Very nice. You, the way I heard you that did comment. that, George. You said. Now, by the way, we were uh, we had lots of comments. The truck in the advertising that you saw for the show tonight, Jameson. That's actually his truck. I love it. Kind of reminds me of Forgiato Blow and how he's constantly rewrapping his vehicle. I think it's great promotional material. I think it's been highly successful. But I want to kick off the show with a video I found. You know, we like to have some humor here. But I got to tell you, this video Wait. is so accurate. Time out. I'm sorry. We're gonna, yeah, go ahead. We got it. Time out. Sorry. So I got to just finish up on, uh, before we get sidetracked on Jamison Ellis. Because this is oh, important. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. This is important you. It's very important to me. I know it's very important to a lot of people. So he's a very hardworking man who sticks to his um to his guns he's definitely a 1a and 2a supporter we ain't taking his guns away i got a shirt that has a gun on it too i got from him but most important his faith lies in our lord and savior jesus christ and that's very important to a lot of people and to me and to him so i want to make that point out so before lance we're going to put the thumbnail up real quick because yeah please do god yeah. country family you know on the big yeah. make we know this is a fight of good versus evil and i believe jameson is a man of good and a man of god i think we can get behind him and i think whatever support our texas community can give them and that means financial support if you don't like dan crenshaw it doesn't matter what you donate any amount is helpful and yep. anybody you can go to help him any of the big companies that can support him that would be great yeah that's a great thumbnail i love what you did and you're driving over crenshaw if you didn't what? catch 
Crenshaw's did you see head. That? Look at that. I did see. Oh, what is that? Dan Crenshaw under the truck? It oh, is. well, we don't have to worry. He won't even be able to run. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Is that how he lost uh, his eye? Maybe I don't know. But you know what, Lance? I want to add to something you just said. Yeah. But more importantly, he does need contributions to keep his campaign because we're actually fighting against big money, big corporate yeah. money. And Corrupt big no, corporate money. And another important thing is I'm going to be asking everybody for help, and I'll give you that information out during the show, is Jameis and I, we need, and Lance, we need volunteers. We need people to help with the campaign, door knockers, signs, going to events. We need it all. So I'm going to give you my email at the end so you can reach out to me because I'm helping them with that. Lance, you're yeah, doing important you things. Do. I don't want to bother you with that, but you're helping other ways where I'll make the phone calls, you do the other things. And, and we'll have Jameson provide the links and everything else, or George yeah. can. We'll put it in the chat. We'll also put it in the, uh, the the show replies over on Rumble. We'll try to put it over on the show replies over on X also, so you'll have plenty of resources. And you want to make sure you follow him and share. If you can't afford to donate, then do whatever you can to help promote him and get his message out there. In the meantime, because are we ready for my video? Or you got one more thing? I don't know. I lost my train of thought, and then you messed me up. It's okay. Right. It's okay. We'll get back to it. No problem. You ready? I have to tell you, I'm not a fan of the WEF, and I, this video says a lot about the man that runs the WEF. And I didn't see this Economic either, Department. so I have no idea what it is, so I haven't really watched it. I think you, I think our audience and listeners, you know, we like to have memes and humor. I appreciate and it. I saw this today, and I thought it was great. All right, you ready? Let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little song I wrote You might want to hear it in your pot You'll own nothing And be happy Ain't got no cash, ain't got no car But 24 booster shots in your arm Own nothing Be happy you can't even buy shit in the store Because of your low social credit score Oh, nothing Be happy You'll own nothing And be happy Be happy and eat the bugs Hey, look at that <laughs> but welcome to the show, Jameson Ellis, who's going to defeat the one-eyed rhino, Dan Crenshaw. And by the way, no. that's a great shirt you got there. No, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I like your shirt too, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. George with another shirt, the What's shirt it? master I, of Gozier. I aim to please. I got a shirt for every occasion, I think. Well, not every occasion. I would say you're shirt-rific. You definitely are loaded with shirt shirts. Shirt-rific. You are What's the swag master. <laughs> oh, ho oh, holy swag master. I'm <laughs> So, Jameson, here we are, round two. I think you're more conditioned. I think you're more ready. Uh, you know, but let, let me go back to the beginning. What motivated you? Because we know politics, it's a, it's, a, it's a mother. It's a tough, it's a tough zone. What brought you and, and finally said, I've got to get in the game. I can't, no more. I can't allow this to happen. What triggered it and what got you to, to make that choice and decision? Yeah, so that's kind of a crazy story. Uh, and I told that story a lot. Um, I know the, the last campaign, but uh it really hasn't changed and that is that in 2020 
uh, May 25th, actually, which is my birthday. That was also the same day that the George Floyd incident happened. Uh, we just saw the, a bunch of riots from BLM and Antifa, and we saw the attack on our law enforcement. And uh, we went to work right away with Bridge the Blue, which was an organization that I was a creative director for at the time. And it was in that summer that we were doing what we call a Blue Crew Live. And so we were live on Facebook. And uh, it, it's kind of crazy because if you're ever talking and then the Holy Spirit starts talking to you right? <laughs> while you're talking, it's kind of a weird sensation. But I just I just heard that still small voice tell me run run for Congress. And um, to be honest with you, I, I didn't I thought that was the devil. I was like, get thee behind me, Satan, because, uh, you know, I'm not a politician. I'm definitely not polished like a politician. I didn't go to Harvard. I'm just a regular working class person. So it wasn't until two weeks later, I had a, a lady from Wichita Falls. She reached out to me privately on Facebook and I didn't know her. She didn't know me. She was just part of our Bridge the Blue community. And she said, you know, hey, I was praying and I and God showed me you in Congress. And so, uh, and I hadn't told anybody. She knew I hadn't told anybody that night. I told my wife. Uh, anyways, fast forward um, May of 2021, um, I learned that Kevin Brady is not running for re-election because at the time I lived in District 8, and uh, I found out that he wasn't running for re-election. Then I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit tell me again, "It's your time, you know, uh, run for Congress." And so, uh, you know, it's it's there was a couple of days there that were very fearful, you know, I and mean, there's a reason why the fear not is in the Bible so many times, but, uh, app, the application of fearing not sometimes is very challenging, but I tell you after 24, 48 hours, the fear was gone and it just became this, uh, um, this mentality of how many butts do I have to kick in order to get the job done. And so, um, that's what, that's what brought us here. I think that between COVID and, then the election as well. And then also just that summer of love. Uh, I've, I've been red pilled and, uh, and I can't go back to status quo. I can't go back to life as usual. And this is still a calling that I believe that God has on my life uh, to, to, to run for office and to be in Congress. And so, um, you know, if, if he's going to call me to something, it doesn't matter how difficult that, uh, that it appears to be doesn't matter how big the mountain is. Um, I don't want to go to God and tell God how big my mountain is. I want to go to the mountain and tell the mountain how big my God is. And so that's why we're here. That's why I'm running again, because I still feel like that calling is still on my life to do this. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's definitely a compelling story. Uh, not everybody has been driven to politics like that. We know that lots of people have been driven for nefarious uh, reasons for their own personal gain, I guess, compelled by the devil, compelled by selfishness and, uh, let's face it, and narcissism. George, yes. what's going on, bud? Um, just making a new truck gif because that thing is going too fast and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I got you. Well, George is always doing production work behind the but scenes. Be so done. look, you're, you're, you get back in the fight. You decide you're going to run again. Obviously, your skills got honed on that last run. They always say that a loss or uh, the education comes from the tough wins or the, or the, or the hard fights. You know, I, I remember when I, I did a lot of ring fighting years ago and I did a lot of martial arts tournaments and probably some of the, the best lessons were the toughest opponents, right? So oh, yeah. here you are, you're back in the fight. He's well-funded, but in my opinion, 
opinion, not well liked. He's known to be a rhino. Uh, the strategies you got this time in place, you know, obviously you've got some new, some new uh, tricks up the sleeve. I don't want you to share too many of those because I want you to be competitive. But what's the plan? So all in all, the, my, my messaging has changed a little bit. Uh, the core fundamental of or the core fundamental message is the same, but I guess the delivery of the message is really what I'm changing. Um, so last primary, I spent a lot of time trying to expose Dan Crenshaw. I only had three months to do it uh, mm -hmm. because of redistricting. So uh, I spent a lot of time focusing on Dan, and um, and I've just kind of decided that I'm I'm done doing that. Um, I, st if I'm going to, to engage with Dan, I'm going to do it directly with him. And I try to do it and every now and then I still do post something. If it's just completely outrageous, mm -hmm. uh, and ridiculous, I'll, I'll post something, but all in all, what I'm really wanting to do is I want people to know me. I want people to know who is Jameson, what does he believe? What are his priorities? Um, and what are his solutions? Now, I will say this, when I talk about the strategy changing a little bit, uh, one of the things that really bothers me about elected officials is we look up to them. We put them on this pedestal. We look up to them as if they're honored leaders, and they're not. They're our representatives. They're our workhorses. Uh, they are not honored leaders. We are their bosses. And so um, I don't feel honored uh, whenever I'm in the presence of an elected official, my mindset is you work for me, you work for us. That being said, I am not a savior. I'm not Superman. I'm not, I'm not Jesus Christ. At the end of the day, I am one individual. And if elected to Congress, I am one individual uh, amongst 435 in the U.S. House of Representatives. I can't change things by myself. The only way that things change and, and, and just really quick, let me just share this. There's a, there's a phrase from the Declaration of Independence that says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among who? Among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of who? The governed. That's us, right? And so if we're going to right this ship and if we're going to fix this broken system, it's not going to be because of me. It's going to be because of we, the people, that are actually getting off our butts, taking an interest in things like politics and religion, and actually doing something. And so that really is my rallying cry. This isn't about Jameson Ellis. This is about we, the people. This is about Texas. This is about Texas, too. And this is about America. This is about us. So... My focus has shifted away from Crenshaw and more to rallying the people together around liberty. I think that's, I think, let's face it, uh, it's the supreme law of the land. When you look at our founding documents, the founders had already been through this. They'd been through corruption. They dealt with the monarchies in France, Spain, and England. They knew what it was like to have suppression. Until the Magna Carta, they were being suppressed. Their rights were getting violated. Their lands were getting stolen. They were getting pillaged nonstop. And, and they knew the difference. When they came here and created the grand experiment, they planned on the American people having the opportunity to have the most amazing 
a selection of rights to be fully protected, that everything below the Constitution, since it was the supreme law of the land, it made it the highest law of the land. Everything, the statutes and the code were supposed to run below that. And uh, the, gover the governed were supposed to be on top of the government. But in fact, we know that that's not where we're at now. We know that our government has weaponized itself. George, you look like you got a comment. I saw you moving your hands. That usually um, means George has got something he has yeah, to say. You know what? Like he was saying, I like the, the point that where Jameson said, where he talks about the politicians that, you know, they're not up on a pedestal. They're not gods. They're not, they're not to be worshipped. They work for us. And I just want to let people know, like, and Lance and I, when we when we offer to work on campaigns, we t I tell the people, we tell them that if you're gonna, we'll help you. But if, and if you get in, if you retract on those beliefs, just as much help as we got yeah, that we'll person in, we'll drop the hammer on you, Lance. Let me finish. Just as fast as we got you in, we'll work to get you out too. So I won't put my name. Lance won't put his name, the big Mig, on somebody that we don't believe in or we know their values. I've known Jameson for a long time. And that's why he's here, and that's why I wanted him on his show. I'm actually getting him. I'm blasting him on, on wherever we can get him out. So we all need your help, too, on this. So don't get it wrong. So, you know, this is a collaborated effort. We can't do this alone. You know, I had I had 100 calls to make for him. Had 100 calls. Now I don't have 100. It's less. And um, so we need help on all fronts. Yeah. And Jameson, you know, tell give us give an idea what what you need. I want them to hear it from you. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, here's the reality. Um, so we had three months in the last campaign uh, because of redistricting. So for those of y'all that don't live in Texas, or maybe you do and you're just not familiar with how the process works. So Texas added two new districts. We had 36 and then we had 38. Well, anytime that you add something, you have to rework some things, right? So, so the district line shifted, which is how I wound up being districted out of eight and into two, that gave me three months to campaign. So we literally had three months to campaign against Dan uh, with $45,000. That's all we raised. Now, mind you, whenever I go back and look at Dan's reports, he had roughly $9 million that he had made in a 365-day uh, period. So roughly $9 million in his incumbency. And my campaign alone, now there were two other, two other candidates, my campaign alone took almost 20% of the vote. Now, for those of you that say, oh, that's not a lot, keep in mind that this is a primary race, not a general. So in the primary, the goal is to get 50% of the vote plus one in order to win. That means that I would go on to represent, be the Republican nomination for Congressional District 2 in the general election. So think about that, 45,000, in three months, took almost 20%. Now, between me and the other two candidates, we took 26% of the vote. That means that, that Crenshaw lost um, about 24%. Is that 24%? No, 26%? So I'm, I'm not mathing very good right now. Maybe it's the bright light in my face. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but think about that for a second. That means that I, I, I have the base right? I have the base of 25%. Now I need to reach the other 25% plus one. So let's say, let's say 26%. So what do I need to do that? Well, what I really need more than anything else is I need donations. I need contributions. Now, let me just say this really quick because I am not a rich man. 
I am spiritually, but my bank account is like, Jameson, you lying, right? No, I am not a rich man. I am a, a average everyday working class citizen that is just doing something that I believe that God has called me to do. I'm a patriot. I became a constitution coach with the Patriot Academy. I, I teach other people the constitution. This is now my life. So here's the thing. Being self-employed and having a limited amount of time, you can either have time or you can have money. I don't have a lot of time and I don't have a lot of money. So I'm having to work even harder in order to beat Crenshaw. This going to make sure we get the job done this go around. Mm -hmm. As a business, you can have a better product, have better customer service. But if you don't have the revenue to compete against the big boys, then your business is ultimately going to go out of business because nobody knows that you exist. So whenever I say I need contributions and I need donations, that's not so that I can make money and so I can get rich. That's so that I can compete. And in business terms, I can compete against a much larger corporation like Dan Crenshaw, who again, millions of dollars, he outspent us. If I remember correctly, it was 200 to one, or maybe it was, I think it was 200 to one for every dollar I spent. He, he spent $200 or it might've been more than that off the top of my head. I don't remember. Sure. That means that he can shut me up. So I, that's what I need more than anything else. If I have that, then I can, I can get ads. Then I can do all the things that the big boys get to do. In the meantime, I'm just having to, to bust butt work, you know, 17, 18 hour days every single day between my business and campaigning. And so uh, that's really what I need right now. So I just got asked from people in the chat about, they asked if they can donate through our, our chat and give it to you. But So I just put in your in our chat your website, jamesonellis.com, where you can um, go directly to his site. The funds go to him. doesn't go to no PACs and none of that BS. It's going directly to him so he could use it for the campaign. Right? Is that right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and let me make sure that I share this too. Antidote. So I don't use WinRed. Um, when, a lot of people have complained and said, well, if I donate to you, am I going to get a bunch of spam and text messages? The answer is no. Yeah. So that's WinRed that does that. I use Antidote. And so you're not going to be spammed. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting those annoying phone calls and emails and all that. So, And I want to say something. If you're still giving to the GOP in Texas, stop. Don't give it to the GOP. You cannot trust Rona McDaniels to do the right thing. She's never done the right thing. It's obvious in the way that she behaves towards Scott Pressler, the you know the ultimate grassroots tool, and she won't even call him up. I'm telling you right now, for the listeners, if you're giving to the GOP in Texas, don't give it to the GOP. Don't send it out. You're going to make that donation anyway. Take their envelope, rip it up, go to the Jameson Ellis website, and donate to him instead. If we could just divert the GOP money to him, we'd be successful. Now, you guys are asking us, well, why do we feel like this? Because the history of Dan Crenshaw, in my opinion, has not been good. I'm not going to ask Jameson to attack him. George and I have discussed him many, many times behind the scenes and on camera. I don't like him. But I think here's the, the thing that I think the people need to know about you, Jameson. And George, I think it's important, and see if you agree with me. There's certain things going on in the United States right now that I think people, and it doesn't matter, liberal or conservative, I think they're, they're, they're worried more than ever. There's more 
uh, information than they've ever had. They're more woke than ever. Uh, things like X and shows like ours give them an opportunity to get down to the real facts. They're not being uh, mainstream media brainwashed, right? The, the, the mainstream media industrial complex doesn't have the same success it had in the past. George does an amazing job with his social media as an example. He's constantly posting factual information, as do I, as do many people that are in the movement that want to see America be the country that it should be, not the direction we're heading now. But there are some topics that George and I prepared, and not to blindside you, but I want to just throw some stuff out here. George, let's throw up media too, but before you do, this media, uh, I find it offensive. Uh, you know, look, I, I believe this in my heart that I believe everybody deserves to be happy, but your happiness should not be predicated on you jamming your agenda down my throat. I don't want to feel like you're forcing me to agree with you. Here's the deal about 1A. George and I will fight for you no matter what your beliefs are. We'll fight for your 1A rights because I believe that's a free America. I believe everybody has the right to say what they want to say. It does not mean that I have to agree with you. It does not mean that I'm obligated to agree with you. It, we, we may never agree. We may agree on some things. We may not agree with others. I talk to lots of liberals on X. George, you have some liberals you talk to constantly. I see you going back and forth. And, and the truth of the matter is, Sometimes we agree, George, do we not? Sometimes we agree. But we can yeah, we mean, can it, agree to disagree too, but you can do it respectively respectful. Yeah, you can be respectful, exactly right. But here's the problem. This whole and I, I don't even have the letters right, but I uh, LGBTQ TLSA dash two five six, whatever the hell it is now. Every time I turn around, they add another letter or number. It's confusing, just like the pronouns, he, she. People want to be cats and dogs. Give me a freaking break, all right? That's a mental health crisis. This narrative across the country, Jameson, people are concerned. It's getting crammed down their throats on Netflix. It's getting crammed down their throats in the schools. It's getting crammed down their throats on media. I don't think people want it. My understanding from Dr. Halper Hayes is that the transgender community is less than half a percent nationwide of the population. The gay community is even less. And again, I don't care what those people do in their own bedrooms or what they want to do in their own homes. As long as it doesn't affect my children, affect my life, or you guys trying to force feed me. But this video is frightening. They're talking about assigning criminal charges because I say, hey, get away from me. I don't want you going in the women's bathroom with my daughter. Get out of there. You do that. This woman's talking about making it a crime. George, play the video. And then I want your comments on this, Jameson, where you sit, because this is a Ready? scary thing that's going on zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Now, yeah. to me, that's a threat. 
And on top of it, they're trying to force their agenda on me that I'm not allowed to react if I don't like it. Doesn't mean I'm going to react violently, but maybe I don't want that person to share a bathroom with my wife. To me, this is a mental health crisis. I truly believe this. You know, Alex Jones indicates he thinks it's in the water, George. You know, he talked about the frogs and how the frogs are turning into one gender. Uh, some of the doctors we deal with, George, you remember this, Judy Mikovits, uh, Tracy yeah. Straup, they suggest that it might even be the vaccines. We've gone to these incredible amounts of vaccines in children, and the truth of the matter is when they create vaccines, they take fetal tissue, and they the fetal tissue isn't determined by male or female. So that means when you're injecting this, this these vaccines in your system that has fetal tissue in it, you're getting both male and female cro uh, chromosomes. Now, I'm not saying I'm not a scientist, but George, do you not find this incredibly frightening? Um, it's beyond frightening because any anything where they're doing against kids, especially younger kids, they want to do this in the bathrooms and schools is just indoctrinating kids. And and question is, why do they constantly keep on doing this? The, like you said, Lance, the population of, of these transgenders is not that much. So it's either because they're getting ready for a Mike Obama um, president run and they want a, a approval from everybody, or I don't know. But uh, Jameson, I want to bring a question to uh, Lance from... Um, yeah. This is actually from our sponsor, Sea of Mud. Here's the question he goes, how do you plan to get, to get Texas back with all the illegal immigrants? And then we're going to take a break after that, after you answer. We're actually going to talk about the border after this, but let him go ahead and answer that question for yeah. CMI, because I think that's a compelling question and people want to hear the answer to it. Yeah, I mean, the long and short of it is, uh, I don't know, right? I mean, uh, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be real, and that's a question I haven't thought about before. Uh, now, I will say um, that right now, uh, right on the border of Liberty, Montgomery, and, and Northeast Harris County uh, are is a colonia right so i mean it's 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 a huge um uh what's the word i'm looking for here it's a area that's full of illegals that's 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 run by cartels um and that's that's a huge concern right now for montgomery county for harris county and for liberty county and so uh i i, I definitely feel feel that question uh the long and short of it is um i don't know now the great thing about it is that I actually do have the support of a lot of conservative Hispanics here in the district. Uh, there's actually a podcast here in Montgomery County called, uh, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm white as snow, but uh, Voces in, in Acción. So that's Spanish for uh, Voices in Action. Mm -hmm. And I had the honor and privilege, privilege of being on that podcast where uh, the, the audience is a Spanish-speaking audience. And so I got to connect with a whole new audience. And here's what I can tell you is that legal immigrants despise the illegal immigrants. Yep, 100%. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I heard that. And so all, all I can do is I can hope that that by that our message is going to resonate with enough people in the district, um, legal immigrants and and natural born citizens uh, to get the job done. That's a great question, one I haven't thought about. So yeah, it's a great so, answer. I, I actually know, agree with what you said about the legal immigrants. You know, they do not like the illegal immigration. And, Go it's, ahead, and it's so crazy, Lance. And here's the thing, because uh, Rattle sent me sent this to me today that mm -hmm. the Biden administration actually told banks they, they cannot deny loans to illegal immigrants. That's crazy. It's in George zero, behind zero stage. Heads. I mean, that's crazy. We, we were talking behind uh, in the green room before the show. 
I, I don't. I think it was Michigan. I, I was so irritated that I didn't even. I was like, "Are you kidding me? They're talking about giving the illegal immigrants in, and I believe it was Michigan, nine thousand dollars each, George, for housing costs. We've got vets living on the street, uh-huh. and we're going to give somebody that broke the law to enter the country not only the nine thousand. There's also the monthly stipend they're getting. They're getting $2,200, and a lot of the families are splitting up, I'm told. Well, if they have two kids, the husband's coming in, the wife's coming in, and they're doubling up and getting 4400 And now they're going to get 9000 They get free cell phones. They get free... Ma- this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, I, and when you look at D.C., in my opinion, they are absolutely trying to drive the U.S. dollar into absolute collapse. George, we'll take your break. We'll come back. When we come back, uh, Jameson is going to talk to us about this LGBTQTG6527-6 classified number rating they keep adding digits to. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Going to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more 
at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Welcome back to the Big Mig Show. Here with Lance Miliaccio, myself, George Ballantine, and none other than Jameson Ellis, who's running for Texas 2, primarying against a one-eyed rhino. I don't even want to say his name. He doesn't deserve it. So I agree. It's, it's free promotion. We shouldn't do it. So, Go ahead. Uh, don't forget <laughs> to hit that like button, the smash button, the share button. Share it. All social media. G. Ballantine on Twitter. Lance Miliaccio, the Big Mig Show. Was it the Jamison Ellis on Twitter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and the, it, yeah, it's it, it's at the Jamison Ellis on pretty much every social right. media platform, and then all the other platforms. <laughs> you're very it's our lucky. Names. Yeah, so, you're very lucky. It's hard to get them all across the platforms. Right. Go ahead. So George. I want to thank uh, Marissa for your generous donation in the very beginning. We appreciate you. You know, any rubble rants donations is much appreciated to keep this show going with all the equipment and tech stuff. Because and you know, George might need a couple more shirts. You're just saying so. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, <laughs> all right, Jameson, what do you think of these, uh, Lance, how many letters is it? Like 20 letters? I, LBGTQ, I don't even know, TZ, but let's just call it I mean, the trans gay agenda and others. They even got Max I, in there sometimes. I already know what he's going to say, but I want to hear him say it anyway. Go ahead. So, America, you're, you're, you're talking to your voters right now. Tell them what your position is on this. Yeah, so I'm, one of the things that, uh, that I'm really big on is addressing the root causes. Uh, I feel like a lot of times what we're doing is we're focusing on symptoms. Uh, I think even calling this, while yes, I get it, it is a mental health crisis, but I think the mental health crisis actually stems from a moral health crisis. So there's a big move right now in our in our government um, and, and culturally, I should say culturally, and then I'll talk about how it applies to government here in a second, but there's a move to basically um, turn us into an atheistic society. Um, whenever we talk about morality, uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman that I, I, I watch and I listen to. His name is uh, Dr. Frank Turek, and he is an amazing guy. He's an apologist. He does a lot of debates. Uh, but one of the things that's real big on his, on his list is talking about objective morality. Right now, morality has kind of become subjective. You know, you hear these terms like, well, this is, that's your truth. This is my truth. There is no such thing as your truth or my truth. There's only the truth. And then there's your perception or, or, or your opinion. Um, and so we've, we've kind of hit this dangerous place where truth is no longer objective. Morality is no longer objective. It's subjective. Well, the question is why? So how, and, and how does this tie into government? Well, let me bridge that gap really quick. In order for truth to be objective, there has to be a standard outside of ourselves. Everybody here on that, that's watching can agree that murder is wrong. But can everybody here justify why murder is wrong? And some people argue, well, murder is wrong because everybody agrees it's the, it's the law. Okay, but everybody agreeing 
you know, like getting another example, say Hitler would have won World War II and then the majority would have become Nazis. Does that mean that the extermination of the Jews, because the majority agreed that that was not evil but good, does that mean that that, that would turn murder from evil to good? No, there has to be an objective morality outside of ourselves. So I can justify why murder is wrong. And it's because God's nature says that it's wrong. So how does this tie into government? Well, because I believe that our government, that we've fallen only by one step. So this is good news and bad news. Good news is we've only fallen by one step. But what is that one step? That one step is that government has forgotten that there is a power greater than itself. And, and if government is, is able to get rid of God, government becomes God. And those things that we love called unalienable rights, God-given rights, if God is no longer in the picture, then who gives us our rights if not God? Government. And if government gives us our rights, it means government can take them away. So I think that we have to get to this place where we're no longer just looking at, at the, um, the symptoms Yes, there's a mental health issue, but I think the root is there is a moral health issue, and we've got to start dealing with that root cause. The church needs to stand up and be the church. We need to stop this whole don't talk about politics and religion, because what it's doing is it's leading to a grave misunderstanding of both. And now we have a bunch of triggered people that don't know how to have civil discourse and remain respectful whenever they disagree. I agree. I think that that is absolutely, it is a morality issue. It's, it's, we are in a good versus evil. I think these choices are getting made uh, for a number of reasons. I believe it's undermining our youth. I think the social media agenda, when you look at TikTok, you look at Instagram, uh, they are intentionally trying to undermine our youth. You have to look at it from the perspective that TikTok's a Chinese-owned uh, institution and social media platform. I don't like the agenda of Mark Zuckerberg, honestly. When you look at those things and you look at what's happening in the school systems, the changes of what we were being taught as children, is, it's, it's, it's like night and day. I mean, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school and I went to an, uh, a Lutheran grade school. The value systems I was taught versus what's getting taught now, it's incredible, right? And, and if we don't take a stand at the highest levels of government, I believe the Department of Education should be defunded. I think it was Come better on. when the states were in, were in charge. I think when the states were doing education, George, I don't know about for you back east, but I assume you see the same things, correct? Yep. I mean, our education systems, I mean, our small towns by me, you know, they're not, they're already towns, but you don't see none of that stuff happening here because I don't think they would stand for it. But it depends on where you go. In what areas, like if you go to more to the liberal areas or the inner cities, yeah, they're allowing that crap. But, um, no, nah, you're not going to, like, like yeah. I went to a Catholic high school. Damn, if you guys did something wrong, like there, we had a brother, Dwyer, he was like 6'3". He'd pick you up by the throat and slam you against the lockers. That's how bad it was. No doubt about it. I had Father de Blasi, 6'1 or 2. 6'1 or 2, Father de Blasi, and he was a Golden Gloves champion. He would literally just crack you. I mean, there was no playing with him. Same thing. He'd pick you up off the ground and he'd hit you. The truth of well, the matter is that kind of discipline might have seemed out of line. But at the end of the day, these kids are out of control. What they're doing with the teachers is being driven by the media and their own uh, lifestyle choices by their parents. And I think morality, you know, everybody used to do the Pledge of Allegiance. We used to have prayer in our schools. They used to teach you know, the, the Constitution, the day, too. 
Yeah, I mean, it's wait, incredible. Wait, here's here's the other thing too is that is that and this kind of, this ties into it a hundred percent is that there is an attack on identity. I mean, you think back to the hippies of the sixties, right? And you think back, uh, what, what it was it they were searching for, you know, the movie Jesus revolution, I think did a great job of depicting what was really going on. And they were in a search for something greater than them. They were in a search for truth. Uh, they were looking for an identity, you know, here we, you know, fast forward to 2023 and we've got this LGBTQ plus whatever what have you community really what it is it's an attack on identity uh if you think about natural law for a second natural law uh you know you can't plug in two plugs to one another and you can't plug into outlets right natural law is you have a plug and an outlet right and that that's that's natural law but our identity as men and women male and female if we can make that go away, it's only a matter of time before, and I think we're dealing with this right now, it's only a matter of yeah. time where our identity as Americans start to go away. And so 100%. It's, it, this is an attack on identity at every single level. And, and you just nailed it. And if you look at what's going on, that brings me to my next point. So we know where you stand on the last point, DEI. Now, I just want to be clear. A lot of people don't realize the relevance of what DEI is. So let me give you the definition. DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, DEI is any policy or practice designed to, to make people of various backgrounds feel welcome and ensure they have support to perform the, to the fullest of their abilities in the workplace. Now, that is the corporate description of what DEI is. W what I think DEI has turned into is extortion. These banks and financial institutions around the country have been told by the funding sources that supply their funding that they have to enforce DEI across the country at all levels. That's why you see the woke agenda at Ford, Budweiser, Target, Coca-Cola, uh, Netflix, and, and this horrendous material that's being created. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys, I'm going to ask you this. You turn on... Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever free, I don't care if it's Tubi or anywhere else. Is it just me? But yeah. does it seem like every show has to have, and again, this is not about being racist, but just to be clear, my wife is from Africa. She's black, German, Malaysian, and Italian. So my point is this, every show has to have a mixed race couple, has to have a transgender person, has to have a gay person. When did this happen that we're making the the mandatory placement of these personality types. So that can only be driven by a main source, right? Because it happened, it seemed like it flip-flop overnight. George, you know, look at what they did with like The Little Mermaid and this other stuff. I turn on Netflix and half the stuff is just garbage. Wow. They, ruined, they ruined Ken. I mean, I'm waiting for them to do G.I. Joe. Did they even do G.I. Joe? Oh, yeah, if they do G.I. Joe, we're going to fall out. I might, oh, yeah, I, have, yeah. I might have to go postal. I remember having a little green little uh, G.I. Joe man, like this big. I grew up I grew yeah. up with G.I. Joe. Come on. Yeah. Kung Fu grip, buddy. We Kung don't need, Fu listen, grip. If you want to have a G.I. Jane, that's fine. But we got a G.I. Joe. That's it. You can have it. But, but is it not crazy that our kids, they turn on the TV? How do you even screen this shit? It's in every damn it's show now. Look what they do to cereal yeah. boxes. What, what is your position cereal? on DEI? Jameson. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's absolutely evil. And I think it's a, the result of 
complacency in the American people. So, you know, I, I, I want to push back a little bit on that. This kind of happened overnight. I believe that this is something that's happened incrementally over time. And that I think that a lot of the recent events that happened, whether it was the 2020 election or the summer of love or what's happened since, I think a lot of people have just woken up to it. I know that in 2020, whenever uh, there was homeschooling that was going on and kids were staying home and parents were getting to see what it was that was actually being taught to their kids, um, that woke a lot of parents up. And then, you know, and so, but I think this has been an, an incremental thing. And uh, I don't think that it really just happened overnight. Um, but uh, yeah, th again, this is uh, this is uh, an attack on identity. See, in the Declaration, it says that uh, uh, we have certain unalienable rights that among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Keyword there is pursuit. What are they trying to do? They are trying to to break down our desire to pursue something because if you're a victim. Right. If you're a victim and things can just be handed to you, then uh, why pursue anything? So what they're doing is it's an attack on our drive. It's again, identity. It's an attack on who we are as Americans. It's bringing us to the place where we don't even want to pursue. And it's being shoved down the throats of our kids. And it's getting to a point now where, you know, if you're like me, uh, I like a good beer. But like a lot of the a lot of the beer companies, you can't even you know Anheuser Busch owns so many stinking beers that uh, you know. Here's what I'll say: shop local and go to craft breweries. Just make sure that they're not owned by Anheuser Busch. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think people are waking up, which is a good thing. But to go back to your initial question, I think you know, and I've said this since you know for the last couple of years, is that if we lose our country, it's not going to be because of corruption in the government. It's going to be because of complacency in the electorate. See, what's different about us is that we're not, unlike our founding fathers, we're not fighting for something. We're not fighting for liberty. We're fighting from liberty. And liberty has made us too comfortable. And so, you know, we need to get a little uncomfortable and actually uh, get get after it, get actually fight and do something. And uh, and I think that that's what we're starting to see now is we're seeing people all over America starting to wake up. And, uh, you know, you guys may disagree with me on this, but I say thank you know, the one good thing that came from COVID, and I say thank God that something good did come from the, <laughs> all the shutdowns, yeah. is that parents started waking up to what was being force-fed down their kids' throats. Yeah, they saw the material at home when they saw it coming. So I do believe if there was one shining moment in COVID, and there may, there obviously aren't very many, that it would in fact be the truth. It's mm -hmm. I think at this point, it's just one of those things I told you before. I think the Department of Education needs to be defunded. Uh, but I, I think your objective uh, information and your answer to that, I think it's great. Because at the end of the day, homeschooling is becoming a necessity. But when you, when you have inflation the way it is, you're, you're, you're having two parents that actually have to work because they yeah. have to be able to cover the bills. This is no joke. We've got mortgages at some of the highest rates in decades right now. The inflation, they want to tell you it's 3 4%, but that's a lie. Products, you go to Costco or we go somewhere else, we see the inflation at the highest levels, gas at the pumps higher. Everything's worse since Trump. Uh, and I think it's all intentional. Uh, but here's, here's one I want to bring to you. This is the next one. I think the biggest problem, in, and George, this is something you and I, I can't imagine how many conversations we've yeah. had. Corruption in D.C. How many conversations do you think we've had about this? Um, every day. 
every yeah. day. Pretty Corrupt, much. I mean, is corruption. As soon as you walk, step foot in D.C. So, you know, one thing about Jameson Ellis, he's uncorruptible. But you have to take yeah. the money factors. Take the, take the money. Take the big farmer away from out of there. Take yeah. all that big interest money, corporation, corporate money. That's it. That's the only way to do it. But how well, do we do it, Lance? You, you were just saying you made you actually made good points on in the break. Yeah, and, we were on the break. We're yeah. always in the green room talking. We're just so here's my point. The the situation is this. We've got super PAC money. We, Shit. we have lobbyists. We have dark money, foreign money. You've got so many ways. So you take this individual, you take a congressional representative, and in some cases, I believe these were good people when they started. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi was ever a good person. I don't know if Maxine Waters was ever a good person. I think it's highly unlikely. But I believe there are some people that get to the halls of Congress, House representatives or uh, senators, and I think they get there, and I think it's overwhelming. I think my opinion is this. They're underpaid. I think that the House of Representatives ought to be $350,000 a year, and I think senators ought to get $500,000 a year. And I think the housing uh, shouldn't be where they have to room together. I think they should uh, have housing supplied by the government. Maybe they could build a bunch of townhomes for them. I have no idea. they got plenty of property. They waste enough money. We want to give another $100 billion to Ukraine and Israel, which I just think is disgusting. They were talking about 10. Now Joe Biden's going to go in there and give one of his BS speeches all hopped up on whatever drugs they give him, and he's going to ask for $100 billion. But you here's know, my point. You know what's They're funny underpaid. about that, though? You know what's funny about what? that? He's flying to Israel, eight, nine hours flight to Israel, yeah. but he can't go to the goddamn southern border to see what's going on. But he can go to Israel. Yeah, yeah. It's too far away. And I would, Here's I, my point. I'm going to add a comment after you're done about that. Go ahead. Yeah, and I want you to. But I, but I want to get to the point of this. I think they're underpaid. You put them around the military-industrial complex lobbyists. You put them around the big pharma lobbyists. Uh, you know, people want to win them over, so they want to win contracts. So here come the book deals. I think it's because they're underpaid. You put them around a lot of money. It's hard not to get corrupted. But I think what's important is these are all lead to consequences, right? Being able to be bought by big pharma, by the lobbyists, the insider trading. Are you freaking kidding me? The three of us would be in prison the first time we insider traded. But yet Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, mm -hmm. Dianne Feinstein flying around in a $63 million jet. $63 million jet with a net worth of $156 million reported. on, And she only made... How much, guys? Six million her entire time in Congress. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? <clears throat> These are things that my question is, I want your thoughts on this, because at the end of the day, I'm sick of the no accountability. If, if they commit a crime, I want them, if they commit insider trading, forget this law that they decided they could create to allow them a workaround. Forget workarounds, because you cannot take the law of the United States, the rule of law, and make a law that applies to Jamison Ellis, but doesn't apply to George Ballantine. And that's exactly what they did. They have skirted the law selectively, which is a misuse of government power. So you tell me, how do we get things right there to stop the corruption at these levels where they're being bought? How do we do it? Yeah, so what you're talking about there is, you know, rules for thee and not for me. Uh, and that is, unfortunately, the way that our government seems to operate. Um, so the, the, the first thing that we can do is to is I'm a big supporter of term limits. I think that uh, you get term limits. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter 
how much money you think you're going to make. You have a limited amount of time. Uh, and I'm going to push back even a little bit more. Um, so I, I understand why you're saying they need to be paid more. Uh, and maybe this is just ignorance on my part, you know, but I think that we should look at what the median income is nationwide. Um, and that's what they ought to be paid. And, somebody, and you might say, well, then they wouldn't, they really couldn't afford to live good. The way that I look at it is force them to fight, force them to decrease spending, force them to balance the budget, force them to do all of the things that need to be done. Um, so term limits, pay them less. But again, I mean, that's kind of a pipe dream, right? Single subject legislation. So a lot of a lot of the the spending and a lot of the thing, a lot of the 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 bureaucracies, what they're doing is they are using on these omnibus bills and all of this legislation to sneak things in that have nothing to do with the subject of the bill. But if you have single subject legislation like we do here in the Texas legislature, then they're not able to sneak things in because it's it's just out there for everybody to see it'll be a lot easier to also hold your reps accountable at the same time then obviously outlaw the insider trading uh that's something that i'm a big advocate for um and so uh and then the last thing i'll say this here too is to defund the bureaucracies the the you know big pharma um you know i can't really defund big pharma but you can like the fda but here's the thing uh the fbi Okay, you can defund the FBI, and and I, I don't, you know, I don't know how many of y'all or how many viewers actually like Vivek Ramaswamy. Trump likes him. I think he says some pretty cool stuff. But one of the things that he said that I absolutely agree with is defund the FBI, defund the Department of Education. Right, all of these unelected bureaucrats that are really the ones that are writing the laws, they're really the ones who are who are controlling everything. Let's defund the deep state. And uh, so I think if if we can do that. Then and we can do all the other things that I've suggested, uh, the term limits, um, you know, the outlaw the insider trading, the term limits, uh, maybe decrease the pay again, kind of a pipe dream. But if we can do all of these things, then uh, then I think that uh, that we can start to see a change. But here's one last thing that I want to say, because while I am a big proponent of term limits, let's not forget the reality that term limits technically already exist. Because if the voters are really unhappy with their legislator, they need to show up at the polls, not in the general, in the primary. They need to show up at the polls and vote uh, and, and vote uh, use their use their vote to fire the incumbent and put somebody new into office. And so we need to understand the power that we the people actually have. No, I agree with that. <laughs> I think that's well said. Term limits are definitely part of it. You know, to me, when you, and, and again, this is no critique on Trump's age. So, wait, but how, there are individuals many, inside Congress. How long Congress, are term limits, you think, guys? I think two or three max. So three I'm max. four. I'm four. You're four. The reason why I'm for it's based on data is because if you look at a conservative legislator's voting record, they typically are conservative for about eight years. After eight years is whenever they start to go off the deep end. But every now and then, you're going to have anomalies like Louis Gohmert, for example, who was in for 18 years and maintained like a 94, 96% liberty score. You know, you'll have anom anomalies like Jim Jordan. You'll have anomalies that, that are actually going there and do a good job. Um, but uh, most of the time, that's not the case. And then, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to, 
hound on on Crenshaw. Here's what I'll say about Crenshaw, though. It didn't take him eight years. It literally took him, took him less than one because yeah. his very first term was one of one of his worst. What, what, it was some of the worst legislation that he actually actively voted for. Um, which to me is crazy. You think a brand new legislator that claims to be a conservative that hey, they'd have one of their their best years, one of their best terms. No doubt about it. I mean, our Republic, the Republican Party, I think, is just done up. They can't, even, they can't even get a speaker. This is twice now trying to, to vote for a speaker. They, they can never come together and, and show a force of unity like the liberals do. They don't, when the liberals, they don't. It doesn't matter. They all come and vote yes when it's when they need some. And I think they should I think, have nominated I think that, Trump as speaker. I think that what we're seeing right now, though is what we're seeing, because I, I don't even re- like to refer to Republican or Democrat anymore. You're either pro-America or you're anti-America. You're either- 100. Traitors or, or patriots, in my and opinion. And so what we're seeing right now is whenever we talk about the Republican Party coming together, it's because they're not all Republicans. Oh, yeah, they might have an R next to their name, but they're not that's, true conservatives. That's R for rhinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, rhinocrats, trans <laughs> Republicans or trans Republicans. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, that's literally what we're dealing with right now. And so I was, I was very pleasantly surprised to see that once, once Crenshaw saw that, uh, that, uh, the time was up that, uh, he switched over to support for Jim Jordan. And I think that that was smart of him to do, because I can tell you the majority of conservatives here in my district, uh, support Jim Jordan hundred percent. So, well, I, I think, and I think that's obviously my additional piece of that is that there has to be accountability. They can't operate outside of the law or under laws that they have created for their own self-benefit. I don't think we can see that kind of corruption in D.C., and there has to be investigations related to it. And we know that you can't trust the FBI. We know that the Department of Justice is corrupted in its own way. Term limits make sense to me because when you have individuals like Mitch McConnell who can't form a complete sentence most of the time or freezes up on camera, you have, uh, you know, uh, Feinstein who had already signed over the authority on her entire estate, but she's still voting. She was 90-some years old, as I recognize it. Maxine Waters. These are people that I truly believe should not be the most powerful people in the United States below the vice president, the president, and the speaker. They shouldn't have this kind of power. And at the end of the day, look, there are some people that are cognitively okay after 70 or 75, but they're few and far between. To me, there also ought to be an age limit. And that's no reflection on Trump's acuity, but it sure is a reflection on Joe Biden's acuity. Uh, It's a joke. They've got him hopped up on drugs. I've talked to the people inside the Secret Service. They hope that he's not going to be befuddled. Go ahead. I see you have something to say, James. The faster that the American people wake up to the fact that they have no power but what we lend them. Yeah, the faster that we can get back on track because that, because that that's what separates a constitutional Republic, like the one that we're supposedly live in. That's what separates us from say, you know, the great Britain, you know, they, they believe that God gave power to the King. And then the King gave power to the people as he saw fit. Our founding fathers had the foresight and the, the knowledge of truth and history to understand, mm-hmm. no, that's not the way that it works. The way yeah. that it works is that 
God gives power directly to the people, and then the people lend power to the government as they see fit. And the the other other piece of that is is that whenever the people have had enough, they can take back the power. <clears throat> and and so that stops as soon as we the people stop playing victim. Right, we have to 100%. look in the mirror and say, if it's to be, it's up to me. Let's accept some responsibility in this. Yeah, let's get to work. That. Yeah, they do. People need to take action. Let's go to the next topic here because I don't want to keep you too long tonight. We could go on and on. So Texas, Excellent. I'm having fun. <laughs> Texas, well, Lance, I mean, we, Lance, I'm happy Lance. that you are, George. Go ahead. You know, I've been known to kidnap people on this show and keep them. You have done that more than once. You actually got Clay Clark uh, overtime. I'm not sure he didn't get in trouble for what you did to him, but oh, well. George was responsible for keeping Clay Clark interested and in staying on the show longer than he said he would last night. Clay will get over uh, it. Okay, border getting. That's what I like to call it. It's a term I coined. It's in the Urban Dictionary. Uh, I believe that we're looking at the infiltration of America. I talked to Michael uh, Yan. We talked to Ben Berkman. George and I talked to Ann Vandersteel regularly, Operation Burning Edge, and other people that are on the border, Dr. Pete Chambers, who's most of these guys have backgrounds as Rangers, Special Forces. They're in the know. They see it. Ben Berkman's got a bag of IDs I've talked about on the show many times. It's got almost 90 countries worth of IDs in the bag. This is not evasion, an invasion from South America, Central America, and Mexico only. It is an invasion from oh, yeah. Chinese military-aged individuals, from Northern Africa, the Middle East. Uh, we're seeing transnational gangs entering the country, working in groups, re-getting together, and robbing affluent neighborhoods. It's going on all over the country. It's been reported in many states. We know we just outed a story that George and I had researched about the flow of guns. The cartels are talking about how they are putting money into politicians' campaigns that are anti-gun, hoping that gun legislation will come through so that they can start taking guns from north, I mean, from south to north now. They're buying 3D mills and 4D mills to actually make the receivers for the pistols there and, and the AR-15s and M-16s, and they're buying them, knowing that their next big money win, they already have the border trafficking, Joe Biden, uh, employee of the year for the cartels. He's made them more money than any other individual here in the United States. Um, so your policies, you've got a major border in Texas. They haven't done a good job of enforcing it. In my opinion, they've allowed the border patrol to, re to operate criminally, cutting barbed wire fences, escorting people through. The United States has the 200-mile district of the border, except when we're on with another country. They have the right to enforce the border, but anything within 10 feet of that border... Texas could enforce. They could take major offensives. They could hire National Guard to act against the Border Patrol. At this point, I don't even want to call them Border Patrol. George, we like to call them the uh, welcome wagon, don't we? Yeah, because they just, you know. Welcome put, they put, wagon. They put ladders. Hold on. Hold on, Lance. Yeah. Oh. So they put they put ladders to let the, let the immigrants come on the roofs and stuff. We've seen that. Like, it's just. And that was actually, I think, the Texas National Guard doing that a few weeks ago. Right, Lance? I don't think it was Texas National Guard. I think it was Border Patrol, but who knows? Look, the Texas National guard. guard should be enforcing. The, what people don't realize is the, the state uh, is a sovereign republic. That is the way our Constitution is set up. Our states only join in power for the Washington, D.C. to enforce and protect our borders. At the end of the day, if the United States, they took an oath to protect the border from all enemies, foreign and domestic, we are dealing with both levels of this. 
uh, George, play the video, and then James, when we come back, I want you to comment. What do you, what do you if you get in, you what are your thoughts on this border? What are we going to do about it? We have to stop this infiltration. It is incredibly dangerous for us. I believe acts of terrorism are on the horizon. George, the video. Mayor, how do you feel about it when you say that there are no consequences and that is causing more of this? Does the president bear some of the responsibility I mean, for the crisis in your city? I'll be honest with you. I believe 100 percent he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a statement. The vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody has bothered to call me, anyone in the city staff, saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried about you. This is our plan of action. Nothing. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. This is unacceptable. Please just enforce the laws that are on the books. We're a nation of laws. That's all I ask for is that it, it shouldn't be... Uh, like this. We should be able to enforce laws. If you want to come here, good. Come legally. A lot of people have in the past. It takes a lot of money and years to do it the right way. And it's not fair for those people that now you have thousands of people coming in without one single consequence. It's just not fair. Mayor Salinas, thank you very much. Mayor. You know, you got to love all these liberal mayors and now governors. You know, once Texas and then started putting all their immigrants, shipping them to Chicago, New York City. They don't want them now no more. They're saying, stop, stop. They can't take it because of all the money. You know, they, they always said, bring them in. We're a sanctuary we're a city or state, whatever they want to be. Yeah. But now, because it's, it's hurting their financial gains and people are seeing it, it's... Well, the people, now they're sending the people back. are angry. But you know but what, George, Lance? They'll still vote for the damn liberals in those cities. But, but you got to admit, even when they take a position and they say, we can't take anymore, stop shipping them here. And to be honest with you, if I was Texas... Not one illegal immigrant would pass that border that I wouldn't stick on a bus and send them right to Washington, D.C. I would have nonstop buses going to Washington, D.C. Can't, I the, wouldn't go, can't stop. the governor of Texas, uh, Jameson, ship them back, like not let them in? If, but hold if on a minute, border. George. Here's what I want to say. I want to say this. Why aren't they saying to Washington, D.C., stop letting these people come in? Stop the illegal immigration. Do your job. Enforce the border. They wanted to, Trump asked for a measly five or six billion. We're at 200 billion and counting in Ukraine. Now we want to give 100 billion, is what Biden's saying, to Israel and freaking Ukraine. You got to be crazy. That's going to be one of our next topics. Jameson, what do we do about this? Because these people, in my opinion, they have violated their oaths. This is criminal behavior. The border czar, Kamala Harris, should be impeached. Joe Biden should be impeached simply on the rules of the border. Forget all the other corruption they're involved in. Yeah, so this is all, you know, you have to kind of take a step back uh, because the border is one piece to a much bigger puzzle. So whenever you look at the fact that we're sending all the money to Ukraine and basically fighting a proxy war in Ukraine, that in my opinion is actually pushing Russia even further into China's arms. And then you have the China-Taiwan issue. Most of our, most of the, our electronics and everything come from Taiwan and and now you have the the Israel the or the Israel the issue going on in in Israel and you know you just coined do, a new term the Israel yeah I the, think that's a new term you <laughs> might want to put that on uh, Urban Dictionary go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> so 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 then you look at the you look at at the fact that we've got an invasion along our southern border you know and here's the thing like Texas Texas is not innocent 
in all of this. I mean, we have uh, we have a governor, and, and I'm probably going to get kicked in the face for saying a few of these things, but uh, I, I haven't been a, a fan of Greg Abbott for a very long time. Mm. I, I think that he'll tell he'll say one thing to our faces and then actively work against us behind the scenes. But you know, I mean, Article Four, Section Four of the constant U.S. Constitution promises a uh, a Republican form of government, um, and whenever the federal government is in violation of the constitution. Well then whose responsibility is it to, uh, to protect the States, right. To protect us. Well, it, it actually ultimately falls to the state. And so article one, section 10 clause three of the constitution actually allows our governor to be able to declare an invasion. So supposedly he declared one a year ago. Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what, he's doing about it. But, uh, you know, I'm actually, you met in, in that video, uh, Eagle pass was, was what was where that video was located. Uh, so I'm actually going to Eagle pass at the end of this month to go on patrol and, um, to actually, and I've already, I've been to the border once before. We should live stream that on the show. You should send us some live feeds with George and I, we can have you on to do some clips about what's going on. Yeah. I'd love to see some on the grounds footage, uh, we've seen some horrendous things, rape trees and all kinds of other things. Oh, it's 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 so bad. And so, you know, yes. So first and foremost, and I, sometimes I feel like this is kind of a virtue signal, but it's the truth. I, I support Israel. Okay, I support Israel 100 percent. And what Hamas did, there's no excuse for. But the reality is, is that we cannot afford another another war we can't afford to fund another war and no matter how evil what ha the, the the evil thing i'm talking about and, and and this is on rumble so i don't think it'll be censored for this but i'm talking about the the beheading of kids the raping of women and children and taking all of that absolutely heinous but a lot of people don't really understand what's going on going on along our southern border so have y'all ever heard the term trauma bonding? Yeah. Okay. I have actually heard that term. So for any any so for any viewers that have never heard the term trauma bonding, let me give you an example. So you have these women that are being trafficked, women and children, but I'm gonna talk about the women for a second. You have these women that the cartels are trafficking over the over the border. They're getting pregnant and then they deliver the baby. When they deliver the baby, they are now they're making the mother watch. They deliver that baby. They throw the baby in a in a in a bucket and then they pour concrete over that baby and what make the mother watch. Unbelievable. That is happening every single day. Thank you to this administration. Like Thank you to Congress. This is their fault. They could stop this if they chose to. Let, let me say this. And, this and, is, and here's the thing. That's not even touching yeah. the, 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 the was it, what, what was it that came out the other day? Like 100,000 people a year? Or is it 200,000 people a year that are dying of fentanyl overdoses? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. Car fentanyl, fentanyl. To me, if I was president of the United States, I would dial up the Mexican president. I would say, hey, look. Uh, you better stop the invasion coming in right now. So here's the deal. I'm going to give you, uh, I'll give you 14 days to clean up the cartels, or I'm going to be actively drone striking within your country. I'm going after the cartels with every 
bit of force the United States can apply. You can warn them if you want, but I'm coming after all them. I am going to get rid of them once and for all. Now, that would be me. And there, there are many people, ex-military, that agree with me, high-level generals and others that agree that the uh, cartels are a terrorist organization that need to be exterminated with extreme prejudice. And that's the difficulty, right? They're so ingrained into Mexican politics that they're unwilling to make that choice because they're taking the money there also. But these are difficult decisions. But they're not difficult decisions when you look at the common sense of what you just described or the common sense of drugs the guns, the human trafficking, the, the kids that are going missing. These are, this is easily identifiable, but yet Elon Musk can make the time to go to the border. A billionaire that's running four different entities, he goes to the border, actually meets with people. He's been told by the Border Patrol they can't be filmed. Many Border Patrol agents are extremely angry about how the fact they've turned into a welcome wagon. They're very uh, upset with their superiors. But you look at this, but yet Kamala Harris, the actual border czar, and this is what bothers me about Congress. Where's the impeachments? Why isn't Joe Biden getting impeached for this border situation, let alone his financial crimes, classified documents crimes? Why isn't Kamala Harris? Again, we've got this inactive Republican you know, uh, group in D.C. They suck. George, you tell me. I mean, you know me. I think the cartels are a terrorist organization. I, don't, I think the World Economic Forum is. I think that the WHO is. I, I, I would discontinue the CDC. And to be honest with you, these social media companies like Facebook that think they can do whatever they want, oh, yeah, not if I was. They better hope I'm never president. Not that I ever will be. But if I was, it'd be biblical. Well, to keep it simple, to answer your question, why is Biden not impeached? Because the Republicans can't come together and do anything in unity. It's very simple. We'll just leave it like that. As far as the cartels, I'm all for taking our, our special ops and uh, going in there and removing them. Because we know they can do it. But the, what is the benefit? What is the gain for the politicians in this country? There's, you know, there's well, so and, much. And, and again, here's the thing to keep in mind is that we're incentivizing people to cross the border. So again, some of this, some of this is is dealing with symptoms. But let's be real. Whenever we have, whenever we have policies right now that are basically bribing illegals, which, which let me say this too. The colonia that I was referring to, that's actually here local and in, in Liberty County. Mm -hmm. They have land that's being advertised all the way in Mexico. It's 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 owner financed. Okay, so we're talking like five hundred dollars down. It, the landowner is the one that's financing it out of his own pocket. That that's that's currently happening right now. Here's the other crazy thing: the people in Mexico, they're coming across the border, and you had you had touched on this a little bit earlier, Lance. Is that is that we don't know who's coming across the border. So here's what's mm -hmm. happening: is that they are literally dumping their wallets and their ID in Mexico yep. coming across the border and they could be, they could say that I'm, I'm French. Uh, they could say, you know, I'm, I'm English. They could say I'm, there I'm are Syrians whatever. right now impersonating Afghanis. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so these incentives, they have more benefits than we do. That needs to stop. The other thing that needs that, the other thing that, uh, that needs to happen is we need to end catch and release. We, we need to be well, we need to be no, deporting these people. Catch them and we release to them to the other country, Jameson. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I get a kick out of out of watching Abbott haul these these illegals um, into uh, other cities. But here's the reality: to me, it's nothing more than a photo op because he has the authority to bust them back across the border. Instead, he's using Texas taxpayer dollars 
to yeah. then bust them further into the country. These are these are criminals. So he's using Texas taxpayer dollars to bust them further into the country that they invaded in the first place. That's a reward. Why are There's we no rewarding doubt. criminals? I And listen, I made a mistake. I wanted to say it's Syrians impersonating Venezuelans, and they speak perfect Spanish. Now, in my opinion, that's an op. When I talk to Michael Yan, there's so many things that we both believe are operations, the way that they're coming in and infiltrating the country. And this is ridiculous. I believe, and as do many experts, and these are experts within the intelligence community, they believe that we are going to be looking at acts of terrorism here on U.S. soil shortly. Uh, they don't want to, that last deal, I don't know if you guys saw it, Laura Loomer just did a story, that individual that did that drive, uh, I think it was in California, that he, he ran over a woman or stroller and some other people. Well, he actually was of Middle Eastern descent, and they're hiding it. The police have been told not to report it. This is that event in California. They don't want the U.S. to know that that was an actual act of terrorism on U.S. soil, and that it was driven by the jihad call by Hamas. They said, we need to have a day of, you know, global jihad. Well, supposedly, that's why he acted. He's been he's been uh, um, congratulated on Facebook. Now his account's been taken down, but some people caught this. I think it's incredible, and here we are, George and I outed a story yesterday that it wasn't just $6 billion that that Biden released to the Iranians. It was more than north of $50 billion in total. And it had to do with release from Japan. It had to do with release from Iraq. And it had to do with the fact that he's lifted the restrictions on them selling oil to the Chinese. And they're going to increase it. Trump had them ground down to doing about $775 million a year. It looks like they're going to be doing uh, north of... Uh, 25 to 45 billion in sales in oil sales to the Chinese. It's incredible. And we have to toe a hard line. People have to get involved. George, why don't you tell us about, uh, why don't you get Jameson's opinion on uh, what we're talking about when it comes to the Middle East and the amount of money and the fact that we're in this proxy war. Go in. Well, hold on. Let, let, let me go add this just really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing I want to make sure that I add about, about our immigration crisis really it's uh this invasion is we need a four a minimum of four maximum i'd say maximum of 10-year moratorium on immigration uh we have got to get the border under control and uh we need time to do it and my fear is that um is that there have been so many we're, we're not even talking about the gotaways but whenever you look at the sheer numbers of those who have been caught it's alarming, and that again, that doesn't even count the gotaways. So we need a we need a four to ten year moratorium on immigration. I fully support that. George, I, so all the, with Israel, I mean, and and Hamas. It's a very to me, you see it more. It's a very big distraction because we're not talking about impeachment. We're not talking about what's going on with Hunter Biden's trial. I mean, not, we're not talking about anything that's going on here. And so the beheading of kids. I will say that there is conflicting statements on that. There is either some say there is proof to some say there's not. So we really don't know at this point yet, but kidnapping the kids and women, I know that that's been done and that's hundred percent wrong. So in, in any aspect, any terrorist organization just needs to go because they just make it bad for the regular citizens over there. And it's not fair. And I want to make a theory here, Lance. Yes, please. So Biden is flying over there, everybody. Iron Dome was first was not on. Now it's on, and it doesn't get all the rockets. Is my theory, is is his Air Force One going to get shot down? 
I don't know. Is that the way to get rid of him? Because why is he going over there? There's no reason for him to go over there. He could do any, everything from here. There's, and there's no reason a, a, whatsoever for him to go there. So to me, it's optics. Yeah. I think it's, although I think that's a great theory on your part. They're going to the laser, the laser Iron Dome now, I guess, is they're changing something of what they're doing. I don't know if it's because they can't get the munitions for the Iron Dome. At the end of the day, there's quite a few things that are suspicious. Uh, you know why I say this, too? Because a rocket hit a hospital today. And first they said it was an Israeli rocket, but now it's come, come out that it seems like it was a Hamas rocket gone wrong. Right. Yeah, so there's you some never videos know. that the IDF posted right. that are pretty compelling. You see a rocket go up and it starts to lose altitude and it comes straight back down and the explosion goes off. Uh, is that true? I don't know. There's some people that are saying the IDF actually attacked a terrorist group within the hospital. Could be true. I mean, at the end of the day, misinformation is a tool that we have been force-fed for so long that we really don't know the truth. Because let's face it, they want to force-feed the agenda that allows them to what? Pilfer our, our finances once again to, to fund a proxy war. The military-industrial complex is like, oh, yeah. Listen, this is going to be. You want to end it all? Let's get another war. We got two front war. Now we're going to look at maybe China invading Taiwan. George, you made a great yeah. observation I mean, the other day about the that. The Middle East. I mean, a big part of it is just take out Iran, take out their leaders, not the people, their leaders, and you'll end a lot of this financing to Hamas and these ter terrorist organizations. Iran's the instigator. There's no doubt about it. They could just get well, rid of it. It is. It is my. It is my opinion that the reason why we can't get any straight answers is and, and i'm sure that your viewers and y'all both agree with this but this is also for any viewers that may not know this about me um is i fully believe that um that operation mockingbird mm. was yes. it never ended it never we, has. Are, we are living it right now and i think i mean if you want to if you want to see proof of that i mean it is as recent as the twitter files 100 percent right? You know, and so, and there's several other examples that we don't necessarily have time to get into tonight, but I mean, that's the ultimate reality. And so it keeps people confused. They don't know, we don't know which news source that we can believe. And unfortunately, it's also created a vacuum where you have other people that are full of super crazy conspiracies that you're just like, eh, like that's a little way too far fetched. No, you're but, right. So where's the balance, right? There, so. And that's the problem, right? It, they For so long, they've been making decisions. We're not supposed to know what really happened to JFK. We're not supposed to really know what happened at 9-11. We're not so really supposed to know the real story between uh, behind the USS Liberty, right? All these stories are hidden. And at the end of the day, it's like there are parents. I'm sorry, Jameson, you're not old enough to know that. George, I'm sorry, we can't let you talk about that because that's not a topic we talk about in this household. These aren't my parents. These are politicians that we elected to do a job. They don't have the right to withhold information. I don't care if it's information about uh, UFOs or UAVs or whatever the hell they want to call it. At the end of the day, that's not their right or their authority. They always want to use this, well, it's national security. Hey, go F yourself with your national security. At the end of the day, we put you there. It's our money funding the government. But I don't want to go too far over George. This is what we need to do, Lance. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead. Sound good, yeah. Jameson? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if it was legal, if it was legal, if George says if it was legal, we would do that. Again, give us the budget. Give me the authority. Let's get yeah. Trump back in there. Let's get right. Jameson Ellis in there. Let's talk about Project Defiant, George. Take us in on that. We want to give Jameson the chance to talk yep. about that and this, where they can find him and how they can donate. Because this shows how this man is involved in communities. Not just talk, he's he's action. So Project Defiant hosts events that build community inspire patriotism and support texas businesses i'm gonna let the man speak about it because it's his it's his baby i'm gonna put some uh media up jameson so i'm gonna put this up for you yeah no i definitely appreciate that yeah so project defiant is a mission that really goes back to the end of 2020 and so um I have been wanting to do something to bring people together. At least that's what it started off back. Uh, that's what it started off as in 2020. Uh, I wanted to bring people together because there's so, so much, so much division, uh, which I actually kind of believe is a good thing now, believe it or not. So, um, but at the time it was, there was so much, so much division and being a Christian and being a believer, I believe that, that, um, true life change happens in the context of relationship. And so we were looking for ways. Uh, and let, let me let me say one other thing really quick while I'm there. So I think it was in James, if I remember correctly, um, Jesus said, for the son of man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so that's, so we started uh, taking like prayer, food, hygiene packs, things like that out to the homeless camps of Houston. And we did that for several months. And I started running for Congress and, you know, and fast forward after the campaign, I realized that that there's a huge opportunity um, to to get people engaged politically at every level. That's local. I mean, school board, local, county, nationwide. And if we don't figure and I've been saying this this whole time, if we don't figure out how to rally, we the people, if we the people don't actually rise up and reclaim what's rightfully ours, then uh, then our country is going to be or is going to go the way of the dodo. So anyway, so Project Defiant, uh, that name actually came from right immediately after the last election. Uh, I'll be honest with you all. I was pissed. I was pissed because I could have swore that we were going to do better than what we did because I not I didn't talk to one single person in person that actually voted for Crenshaw. Hmm. So. And then just seeing how the elections went on. I mean, there were other other friends of mine that also didn't get elected. And we later learned in Harris County, there was a lot of fraud. Um, you know, and so and going back to 2020, we have proof of that fraud. So there's all these things going on. We have to get people involved. So I started Project Defiant and it didn't really have a shape. Okay. It really didn't have a shape. And it wasn't until about four or five months ago that I feel like it started to kind of take shape. And, um, and so uh, me being a uh, self-employed small business owner, uh, I have a heart for small businesses. D during 2020, we saw a lot of small businesses shut down. Uh, we saw small businesses shut down. We saw family incomes destroyed. We saw masks that were mandated. And it was, it was one big cluster F, right? So I actually had to shut down for two or three months. That was tough. Yeah, that was that was tough for Heard me. everybody. So 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 I have a heart for small businesses. I'm a seventh generation Texan. I have a heart for Texas. But what we really need is we need to to get people activated at every level of government. So then how do you do that? So the mission of Project Define is very high level. 
right? So we, we've got a couple of festivals that are coming up. We've got two big festivals scheduled already for next uh, for for next year, Liberty on the Lake uh, festivals. Um, this is how we're going to engage the community, and they're going to be patriotic. Uh, so they're not really focused on politics, but they're patriotic. And here's the reality: most people, most people are overworked, underpaid, and they're and they're stressed the f out. Then they go home to a spouse who is overworked, underpaid, and stressed the f out. And then they're also dealing with kids. And so, whenever they get a, whenever they get some free time. They're looking for an escape. They're not trying to get involved in politics because politics is seen as divisive and negative and they don't want to add more stress in their lives. And so they, they go looking for fun things to do. One of my biggest issues and with, with a lot of conservatives right now is uh, we're not very fun. We're not very fun at all. Um, and true conservatives, that is. We're very old school. We tend to have our... Um, our guard up, especially mm. here, in, here in Montgomery County, because the, our Republican Party is very split here in Montgomery County. We tend to have our guard up, um, and so we're not very welcoming to new people. Um, and so if we're going to get people engaged, then we have to meet them where they're at. That's what Jesus did. He met us. He meets us where we're at. And that's what Project Define is all about. So so we are putting on events that are that are going to engage communities, build up local communities that are going to be fun for the whole family, put on festivals and shows and things like that. While simultaneously, we want to make sure that we put information into their hands in a very non-invasive way. Um, so let me get to the heartbeat really quick, because this really speaks to what the heart of Project Defiant is. The heart of Project Defiant is three things. Engage, educate, activate. That's the three-step process. We've got to engage the public, and we've got to give them something fun to do, meet them where they're at. Once, we're, once we engage them, it has to, we have to cast a super wide net in order to do it, right? So if you guys know marketing, it's top of funnel. Mm -hmm. So that's the top of the funnel. The, the, the middle part of the funnel is educate. So what does that look like? So I'm a, I'm a constitution coach with the Patriot Academy. And I, I encourage everybody watching to go to patriotacademy.com, go through biblical citizenship in modern America, go through constitutional live, right? Go through these classes, go through constitutional defense. We need to equip and empower citizens with the knowledge to be able to know their rights and defend their rights, but even more importantly, to assert their rights. And so that's the second part of, of our heartbeat is educate. And then once people have been educated, then it's time to take them to the last step, which is to get them activated. And they can get activated by being part of what we're doing, Project Defiant. They become a constitution coach and repeat that process, right? Build up other leaders or... They can run for school board. They can get involved with their local tea party. They can they can get involved at the state level, at the federal level, or maybe even choose to run for office. Right. So we've got to be very strategic if we're gonna if we're gonna save this country and if we're gonna right the ship, we have to be very strategic in how we do it. And unfortunately, it seems like conservatives haven't been very strategic, but the left has. The left has all of the the tech people, all the creatives. And they're very welcoming. If you don't know what you're doing, that's okay. They'll welcome you in, give you a great big hug because everybody deserves a trophy. And uh, and then they'll they'll figure out a way to get you plugged in and put you to work on our end. Last thing I'll say is this, just as proof for anybody that, that thinks that I might be full of crap. 
back in 2020, um, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. It takes 32,000 volunteers to run the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. The Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is the largest rodeo in the world. It's fun. That's why people like to volunteer with it. Do you guys know how many uh, volunteers the Trump campaign had in the greater Houston area in 2020? No. Less than less than 1,500. <laughs> so you've got all these people. They'll go volunteer for something that's fun, like the rodeo. But when it comes to something patriotic, they're not, you know, or political, they're not volunteering their time. We've got to change that. Um, we've, 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 got, we've got to get strategic on how we're going to get people to flip the switch on prioritizing leisure over liberty. Get them to flip that switch where now they're going to prioritize liberty over leisure, which does take sacrifice. But we have to stop wishing things were different and start wishing we were better. And so that's what Project Defiant is all about. We're going to meet people where they are. We're going to take them deeper, get them educated, and ultimately get them activated and start repeating that process and, and just spreading the, our, the, the, the message of liberty um, like a wildfire. So that's what Project Defiant is all about. I think I took, what, 10 and minutes. And what's the website? Give them the website again. ProjectDefiant.com. And, gotcha. and I just heard um, Kyle, um, our patriotic apparel um sponsor mm -hmm. is um gonna be he just said he's working on moving some funds to uh, help you out there because he likes that truck i said i told him you could have your name on that truck so why don't you tell people about that truck real quick yeah so so the defiant that truck is actually called the defiant um why did i name that truck the defiant uh instead of rebel or something like that uh the main reason why i just be honest with you i'm a trekkie and so Deep Space Nine is actually one yeah. of my favorite Trek shows right behind TNG. And, uh, you know, Captain Sisko's ship was called the Defiant, and I just freaking love that. I remember that. that. <laughs> so, so that's why I named it the, the, the Defiant. Um, so that truck is meant to be a rolling billboard for local businesses. And so you can sponsor the truck and we got different sponsorship packages that comes with, uh, with certain benefits. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, a, it's a, it's a rolling billboard for sponsors and we've got several sponsors already. Uh, I will say that we've still got a lot of work to do. And so if you look on the website, um, what you see uh, is a mock-up of the final design of the truck. You see it says Defiant across the uh, 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 across the front of it that's actually LED backlit. It's got a lift on it, wheels, tires. Like it, it's gonna it's 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 meant to be a beast. But right now we're only in phase one because that stuff kind of gets expensive. But here's the thing is that we want to do our sponsors or our defiant partners, we want to do them as much justice as possible. The wrap on the truck, Hey, it does a great job of drawing attention, but if we turn that truck into a monster, a defiant monster, it cannot be ignored, and that's going to be really great for our defiant um, partners as well. So look at that truck. That's so, great. Well, it's a great opportunity to participate. Before Where we else, before we let him plug ahead. plug himself, I want to I want to say something to everybody, and yeah, this goes do. for all of us. Just because he's not in our state or district, if he's voted in, his vote still is going to reflect and upon us in our society because it, it it takes how many votes to pass a bill how many how many votes to um for law or for health insurance or anything so yes 
If he's in Congress, his vote will matter to me, to Lance, and to everybody else, just like everybody else from other state. People don't realize that. Oh, there's, he's not from my district and this and that. No, 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 no. It takes how many in Congress? 200, the majority vote, whatever it is right now, 218 or 220 to get something done. So, yes, it, he, his vote will matter to you if you're not in Texas, too. So everybody from any state, please reach out to me. And my we voice to- will matter as well. Yeah, yeah, we have to make a difference. You have to do this. And the truth of the matter is there's people donating money to the GOP all over the country. Don't don't donate to the GOP. Donate to Jameson Ellis. Put a guy in there that actually wants to do the job and understands the issues that we all have. And I don't care what side of the fence you're on. At the end of the day, we have to unify. We have to get the country back on track. And this is the kind of guy we need. We've had Steve Gray on the show. We always talk about we wish he was running the FBI. And, and we had uh, Steve Friend. And you look at the people, uh, Kyle Serafin. These are great American patriots. And these are the kind of people we want in D.C., we want people like General Flynn back there. We want people like General Anthony Tata back in D.C. doing what they do. We don't want what we've got now with this woke culture and this criminality. George, give us your last and tell them where to find us and do your thing. Well, bro. I want to let Jameson, um, did you, you could tell them where you could, they could find you, Jameson? You want to your social media? Yeah, so... Yeah, so as far as as far as my website, if you want to, I go very in depth on my website as far as all of my priorities. Um, so you can go to jamesonellis.com. That's Jameson like the whiskey. Um, only I'm a seventh generation Texan. I'm not Irish, and uh, I will be a choice <laughs> that you won't regret in the morning. Um, so Jameson J A M E S O N Ellis E L L I S dot com. Jameson Ellis, not Ellison ellis.com uh and as far as social media facebook instagram all of them including truth getter gab all that my handle is at the jameson ellis uh give me a follow um if if you can contribute in any way uh whether it be prayers or whether it be donating finances whatever you can do for the campaign i do want to say one other thing project defiant is not related to the campaign um and I'll just leave it at that. But I will say this is that uh, that's my daily driver and I drive it everywhere. And a lot of events that we're doing, we're doing here in the district. So, but it's not officially part of my campaign. And we have to keep Texas red because if Texas falls, we all fall in that sense because a lot Man. of electoral votes. So thank you, Jamison Ellis. Um, I also want to give a plug because he's going to be on Shell Shock Thursday. Um, Shell Shock Spaces Thursday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll be there with Jameson Lance. I don't know if you're coming, if you're if you're able to get out of your appointment. But also, hey George, I want to cut you off. We let me before you close out. I got to talk about our show tomorrow. Go ahead, do it up, brother. Oh well, Dr. Joe Lee, MD, will be joining us. We're going to be exposing the vaccine from a whole different level. You know, recently we had Alpha Omega Energy Thomas, the CEO, on. Uh, Dr. Lee is uh, an incredible fighter. He's going to expose some things you're completely unaware of, and we're going to give you some details on how fasting, so if you if you caught COVID and you're still dealing with long COVID, uh, having a hard time, uh, a lot of us, my sense of smell still hasn't come back. There's lots of things. That's because of the spike proteins in your body, and he is going to teach you grassroots of what it's got to do with uh, fasting, 
and how you can fix it. So tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Live, Dr. Joe Lee, you guys might know him from X. He's going to be here. I think it's going to be a great show with some real-world solutions. George, go ahead. Yeah, Jameson had to let the dog out. He was bugging himself. <laughs> yeah. Because we kept yeah, him my dogs are once actually again, the same way. I kidnapped, I kidnapped another one, kept him late. So um, don't forget to follow us on Rumbles. You know, like, subscribe, share, because, you know, we need the people. We need the uh, support. Rumble Ranch, anything you could do to help us, we appreciate it. It keeps the show going. You can find us on Locals. You can find us on Twitter, The Big Mig Show, Lance Miliaccio. X. X. X, don't forget. X, Twitter. <laughs> the Big Mig Show, Lance Miliaccio, G. Ballantine. They're racist against my name or something. Uh, True Social, Getter, Gab. It's our full names, Lance Miliaccio, George Ballantine. Uh, you get The Jameson Ellis, The Big Mig. And don't forget my uh, assistant, Big Mig brother, Rich Esparza. I got to say it right. Esparza. I told him I rolled my tongue. He got mad last time when I said his name wrong. But I uh, appreciate you guys all. We'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, another big interview. Have a good night. God bless. Love you all. Tip of the spear. We love you guys. Big, big mafia. Going to decide what sites you visit. And they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. <laughs> up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not 
the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever.